Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola, I'm your host. Thank you for joining me. Um, I hope you're well. I hope you're good in all, you know, whatever it is that is going on in your life. Um, Today is the 4th of September. We're in the last um, four months of the year. And um, I'm trying to pick up the pace of my podcast and make sure that I keep to my daily recordings which has slipped for um, a lot of time. Um, um, I think I took on more work than I should have in um, over the last few months, and that really sort of like took up a lot of my mental space. There was just a lot going on, actually, within that period. So I think it wasn't just work. It was things as well. So I wasn't recording as frequently, and you know everything about rhythm and routine. Once you break the rhythm of your routine, it, it may take... At least for me, that's the way it is. It takes time for me to get back to it. So I'm still in that process of trying to get back into my rhythm. But I may not be able to record every day, but at least I, I think I'll start off every other, other day and then slowly keep back into the into the daily routine. So today I want to read the book of Philippians chapter 3 in the New Testament. And if, you're, if you happen to come here and you're listening to this, uh, just know that the Lord has, is the one that has brought you here because this is not you know, a very big or massive podcast that everyone knows. It's not massively promoted and all that. But the prayer that I've always had on this recording, which, by the way, have been very therapeutic for me as a Christian, as a believer, as a child of God, is that the Lord himself will bring people, those that he knows that need to hear, he will bring them to this podcast. It's not really about how many people listen to it, but that those who God intended the messages for, that the Lord will bring them here. And so if you happen to be here and or you stumbled here or for whatever reason you are here, just know that it's the Lord that brought you here. And this is a place where we talk about Jesus, we talk about faith, we talk about life and love in the context of the Bible, which is um, which I believe to be a book that is inspired by God and the words in it come from God you know, the creator of the heavens and the earth and his, his, and everything in the Bible is about how God, um, how God, um, is God's, is, is God's talking about himself and describing the world that he created, the human beings that he created and his purpose for us and the journey that he has been on in terms of reconciling us back to himself. Um, the Bible explains why the world is the way it is. It talks about what went wrong. It, it shows that God intended a world that was perfect, that was wonderful, that was good for mankind. And it also describes what went wrong, how sin got into the world and how, you know, things just became very, very imperfect and flawed and the kind of corruption that we see today. But it also brings a story of redemption and reconciliation in that we can be reconciled to God through the appointed Savior, which is Jesus Christ. And that as we believe in him and that we believe that he's the appointed Savior, we we can receive him by faith. We can confess, declare, ask him to come into our lives and he will save us. And then we, we have a restoration of relationship with God the Father. And that through fellowship with Jesus by his word, and by the spirit of, of Christ that we receive through um, being born again and dis- and confessing our lives to him, we can then have a new relationship with God and begin to walk in a way that is pleasing to him. So that's, that's really, so that journey is what I am on. I gave my life to Christ several years ago. And since then, I've been on a life's quest to understand him more and to walk in his ways and to do the things that are pleasing in his sight. So this 
podcast sort of just likes to it's, it's just a way of how would I say documenting my journey my learnings my reflections so I talk a lot about things that I'm going through that I'm learning about God and his word you know in the moment I refer to things that have happened in my in the past I talk about my journey and I I I it's been re- really helpful to me and I believe that God is making it helpful to other people as well so um I'm going to be reading the book of Philippians chapter 3 here. And what I want to talk about is the title of today's episode is the um, the mark of the prize. What am I going to call it? I think I'm, am I, I will either call it the prize of the high calling. So what the what I really want to, what I've been meditating on, upon, the mark for the prize is really what I think what I'll call it, the mark for the prize. And the the verse that is going to be at the core of what I'm musing on is Philippians 3, chapter 14. Now, I don't know about you, but, and that's, that's in the New Testament. That's the letter of Paul, the epistle of Paul, the apostle, to the church in Philippi, um, which was one of the, well, churches um, in, in, in the, at that time, after the death and resurrection and ascension of Jesus, the early churches that were birthed. Um, shortly after that, you know, so one of those churches, Paul wrote a letter to them. And this is um, the verse that we're reading now is Philippians 3.14. So one of the things that I reflect on that I realize that has become lost in the modern day practice of Christianity, at least in my own local settings, I live in Lagos, Nigeria, and we have a big body of believers. You know, we have Orthodox Christians, we have Pentecostal Christians. You know, at least it's estimated that number of Christians in Nigeria is anything from like, yeah, the, at least I think it's like a hundred million Christians, but something close to that, in the range of sixty to eighty million or a hundred million Nigerians are Christians. Oh, you know, self-identify as Christians, and of course within that you have people who are just nominal Christians, and then people who are actively like you know people who have what you would call born-again Christians. I could get the figures, but that's not important to what we're saying. But just to say that we have a very strong Christian community here. And what I have found is that in the 20 years ago, there was more an understanding of what Paul describes in Mark chapter in Philippians 3, sorry, chapter 14, where he says, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. I will read the scripture in context from the beginning to this point so that we see the message he was trying to pass about. But he talks about a mark for the prize. And what he was trying to say, anyway, let me just read the scripture and then we take it from there. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you, to me, indeed, is not grievous. But for you, it is safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the circumcision. For we are the circumcision, we worship God in the spirit, we rejoice in Christ Jesus, and we have no confidence in the flesh. Verse 4, though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinks that he has something where where he needs to trust in the flesh, I so much more. Verse 5, circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, uh, a persecutor of the church as to righteousness under the law. Now, this is Paul talking about his backstory. Let me go to verse 8. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ my Lord. For the, for his sake, that's for the sake of the gospel, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, 
but that which comes through faith in Christ. That is the righteousness from God that depends on faith. And then verse 10, he says that I may know him. So he's saying here, this is what his life's quest is in, in following after Christ, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and I and the fellowship of his sufferings being made like him even unto death so that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. So he's talking about his motivation as a Christian here, that he wants to know him, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto death like him. That's, and that um, verse is actually quite powerful because it's um, verse 10, it talks about wanting to walk in the footsteps of Christ, partake of the sufferings of Christ, and to really know him from a very personal place. But verse 12, he now says, now, it's not that I have already attained this or I'm already perfect. I'm not saying that I am. But one thing, but I press on. Okay, no, I want to read this from the King James Version because I think the language of that version is better for me. So just hold on. So it says, brethren, this is verse 13. I do not count myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He then says in verse 15, Let us therefore as many as be perfect or seek to be perfect, be similarly minded. And if in anything you be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. Now, he's, he goes on in verse 15 to say, Nevertheless, um, we should all walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Verse 14, he says, This one thing I do. So 13 and 14 should be read together. In verse 13, he says, This one thing I do. I do not count myself to have apprehended that to have attained, but this one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind and I reach forth unto those things which are ahead of me, before me. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That verse 14 is very profound for me. It's profound before, for me. There are some key words there. He says, I press toward the mark so it's almost like somebody um striving to attain something like maybe walking towards like an olympic goal or a world um you know competition or world cup or something like that there is something that is ahead of you that you are pressing toward so there's a mark and then there's a prize and that prize is of the high calling of god so everything he's talking about here is spiritual. It has nothing to do with how successful I am in my professional life, how many children I have, how many houses I have, how many lands I have, whatever social standing. This mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ is a spiritual attainment. It's a spiritual, um, what's the word I want to use for? It's a spiritual goal. It's a spiritual aspiration. It has nothing to do with my natural, I mean, it has nothing to do with natural, um, what's the word, natural, um, ha, what's the, I'm looking for, I'm looking for, struggling for what, Holy Spirit, help me, it has nothing to do with natural, natural credentials, it has nothing to do with it, so it's saying that there is a mark for the price of the high calling, now this is something that I think is lost in the way we are preaching and practicing Christianity today, so people are rather, Pressing toward the mark of the price of the material calling of the world today. That's what we see. We see people celebrating all kinds of things. Christians, you know, feeding, you know, just celebrating, you know, 
it's all about oh i passed this exam i did this i got this job i got this award from you know forbes this one that you know i'm not saying that all of that is not good but i do not see anybody and of course you cannot celebrate a spiritual prize because i mean who's going to it's only god that can tell you whether you've attained it but what i, I i'm saying is that i we're we're placing we're behaving like the world we're we're placing priority on social status and the achievement of natural goals as if that is the be all and end all it's it's a it's a gross misplacement of priorities and i'm not saying that we should not strive to achieve those things but what i'm saying is that a christians we are going to be judged by a different set of parameters before god and I think the question I'm asking myself is that because I'm I'm really doing a lot of soul searching and I think the Lord is helping me on that journey. Do we really believe what we say that we believe? You know, how 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 much do I believe the Bible? It's a question for myself, not even for anyone else because if I really believe what the Bible says and I believe that what I do on this earth is going to be judged by God and assessed by him and if God's assessment of my life matters to me and it matters to me to for me to have attained the mark of the price of the high quality and that mark will be different for everyone of us of course there's going to be a general mark which is about have i you know have i obeyed god have i walked in love have i you know have i served him with all my heart and all my mind that's you know going to go to everyone but everyone there will be a mark of the um, price of the higher calling and jesus talked about this in the parable of the talents when he said some people, he gave them one talent, one, two, three. Talent is just what you can say, whatever investment God has given you. For instance, um, talent could be your time. It could be your creative gift. So if God says, if one person has one talent, that one talent person probably maybe only lived for seven years or maybe 14 years, 21 years, whereas some other person had a longer length of life. So it's really about what have I done with what God has given me in terms of time on earth, and time in this natural body, relationships, creativity, opportunities, what have I done with it? By the time I got to consciousness in terms of, you know, this is who I am, this is what is expected of me, the higher purpose, once I became aware of the higher purpose of God in my life and I, and I gave my life to him, what have I done since then? So Paul is aware that there's a mark for the price of the higher calling. Jesus also spoke about that. He spoke about it. The fact he, he, I mean, in all of the parables, when he talks about the parable of the talents, the parable of the the vineyard, the parable of the husbandman, maybe I need to go back into those parables actually, and maybe we'll do um, some musings on them as well. But Jesus has expectations. God has expectations of disciples, and it has nothing to do with houses, lands, money, bank accounts. You know, it, 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 the calling is, and and I think. The price of the high calling, Jesus told us, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Teach them everything that I have I'm told you um, to observe. Teach them to observe everything that I've shared with you. So the price of that high calling must have to do with that great commission. It has to do with that go into all the world, preach the gospel and teach them. So it has to do with preaching the gospel to those who are unsaved and need to be reconciled unto God. And also teaching those who have been saved to become disciples of God. And we also observing what God says and shining that light. That's what that mark of the prize of the high calling is. It's linked to that. And um, I think 
at least if I speak for myself, I think, I think now that I'm more conscious of, I think I would rather live as a Christian, a life working towards that prize of the high calling. Because what I'm seeing that is happening now is people doing stuff just so that they can be materially blessed. There's a whole shift right now in terms of Christians being more concerned about material blessings, physical health, and all the things that make your life good on earth, as opposed to being more concerned about spiritual blessings and, you know, getting the, hitting the mark of the prize of the high calling, which has not, which, which may not reflect in your natural life. You know what I'm saying? This prize that Paul is talking about has nothing to do with whether you have money in the bank or you have houses or assets or you're passing your exams you know, you're, you're in school or you're passing your exams. This is something completely different. Now, I'm not saying do not focus. You should pass your exams. You should work hard. Definitely the Bible does teach that. But in doing all of those things, one should be using all those. In fact, my life as a student should be a platform that I use to express Christ. So everybody that relates with me. So as a student, I am showing forth the love of God. I'm showing forth the life of God. I, you know, I am showing, I am living Christian ethics. I am using my life. And that's back to the parable of talents again, the life that God has given me. So either as a medical doctor, even though I'm getting the natural awards and all of that, I receive it. It makes my soul happy, but I am living Christ. I am using those things to show forth the gross, the, 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 the grace and the mercy of God. And my inner motivation is not just about the natural success that I'm getting. My motivation is Jesus, is Christ, is the kingdom, is God's purpose, is this higher calling. It seems like a subtle difference, but I think it's a subtle but significant one. Because for me, I find that for the past how many years, two decades, I had fallen into the mainstream, which is I was, I was striving to be successful to make my life better on earth. And I believe that that was God's way of blessing me. So I wasn't so much concerned about kingdom business. I was just doing, I, I was doing what was needful so that God would be happy with me and so that I would still be blessed. I, I wasn't looking at the bigger picture. I wasn't looking at fulfilling the higher calling. And I think I've just become more conscious of that in terms of priority. And what that does is that it makes me put that as the first priority. So even if, and then, you know, it makes it makes me put it as a first priority and so i'm making decisions now based on what god tells me to prioritize and the way he tells me to prioritize those things and not necessarily based on what i think is right for me and it's taken me a number of years to get to this point and i think this is not something that anyone can really prescribe to someone else and say oh this is how i did it in my life therefore you should do it that way i think it this it, it, it's the Lord will have to reveal to each of us personally how what it means to forget the past and what it means to press toward the mark of the high price of the calling. Mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, like Paul describes here. But what I just noticed, I wish this is one of those moments when I think I wish this was an interactive podcast because I think I what I sense now is that people are not. I mean, for one thing, most Christians don't even, are not even prepared to die. That enough tells me that you are, you can't be walking. That means they're not walking for the back of the price. You know, yeah. The only reason why a Christian will be afraid of death is because you know you're not ready. You're not living ready. You know what I'm saying? You're not living ready. 
So many of us are still scared, as in really scared of dying. So, and that's because a, a, a greater part of our lives is focused on, in, you know, improving ourselves on this earth and, and, and having the best that the world has to offer, which is what our modern life is about. But the point is, once you have that kind of mindset, you have fallen into the trap of the enemy because that is what the devil does. The exchange that the devil offers to everyone is, serve me and I will give you the wealth, the, the wealth of this earth. And like I've always, you know, God has really been drumming in my ears and I, I, I've been, we've been reflecting a lot on this musing about it, on this podcast about it. Material blessings, physical health is not an indication that God is with you because there are a lot of people who are healthy sinners, you know, healthy criminals, healthy serial murderers and rapists and God, you know what I'm saying. And there are a lot of people who are rich mafias, the most immoral people on the face of the earth feeding of the blood of other people who are very wealthy and evil at the same time so we cannot judge the worth of a man's life from god's perspective based on what they have we cannot and as christians we shouldn't even want to so i think there's just too much materialism in the way in which we have structured our lives as Christians. It's not of God. But I, I, I believe that the Lord, just as he has gotten my attention, is also getting the attention of several others. And I believe that we will all get to this point. This was, it, it, and, and there's still congregations, I believe, who, who, who didn't fall into this materialism trap. Um, but I think there are also a lot of us who did, who fell into it. And I pray that the Lord will bring each and every all of us, each and every one of us, to where we need to be. So I'm just going to leave it at that. There is a mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ, and we are all expected to press toward it. At the end of the day, we are starting to show ourselves approved unto God, not approved unto man, not approved unto society. If I am living a life living for the approval of men, or you know, being seen to be doing good. My priorities are wrong. Ultimately, God does not weigh. I mean, Jesus said, he said, what will a man give in exchange for his soul? There are some things that Jesus said that keep running in my head. And one of them is when he says, what does it profit a man that he will gain the whole world? I mean, can we think about that for a moment? I mean, we have a list of the richest men on the planet. They have billions and billions of dollars and of wealth. But none of them has the wealth of the entire earth. In fact, most of the wealth of the earth is unexplored as we speak. So he says, what will it profit a man if he will gain the whole world and lose his own soul? That, that continues, that verse continues to, I don't know, it, it, it just continues to blow my mind. So what it means is that as far as God is concerned, material wealth, all the wealth of the world is incomparable to the worth of a man's soul. So therefore, the mark of the price of the high calling has nothing to do with material wealth. It has nothing to do with social status and material attainment. It has everything to do with what God describes in Matthew 28, 18, when he says, go into all the world, preach the gospel. It's about the life I live on earth, the holiness of it, the love with which I serve God, the love with which I serve other people, the impact that God, that I have in the lives of others through the word of God and through the love of God. It's in the spiritual intangible things that only God sees, that God measures. It's in how well I use what God has given me 
to live for him. And there is a um, song that I will, from, from Don Moore and that I will muse about in probably the next one or two episodes where he talks about, I offer my life. And he talks about using, offer, making his life, offering his life before God and God using it for his glory. I think that is really what Paul is talking about here. Where every experience that I have, every relationship that I have, everything that I do, every work, every every um, e- e- educational endeavor that I embark on, e- whatever it is, academic journey, spiritual journey, everything that I have literally becomes an opportunity and a platform to show forth the love, the grace, the mercy of God in my life and to impact the lives of others. I think that's what Christianity is all about. It's not about self-actualization. It's not about self-ambition. It's not about being blessed to the point whereby you are the only one that is blessed and everyone around you is suffering and you don't care. I do not see anything in the Bible that talks about that. It's about pressing toward for the mark of the price of the high calling, discovering what that high calling is for you personally, for me personally, and then beginning to live according to it. And if Paul said he has not attained, none of us will attain before we die, but we'll continue to press toward. I think that's the most important thing. And God will see the sincerity of our heart as we do so, and he will reward it in Jesus' name. So I'll leave it at that point, and thank you very much for listening. God bless you. Stay lifted, and have a wonderful day. Amen.